This episode of the Real Life Rebel podcast is brought to you by my four-step self-love starter kit because I believe that loving yourself is a rebellious act. You're in a lifelong relationship with yourself, so self-love should really be your default. But it's hard. I totally get it. So that's why I created the four-step self-love starter kit so you can start loving and accepting yourself right now because you are wonderful and you are worthy. You can download your copy via the link in the show notes. podcast. I'm your host Lucianne Lewis and in this episode I have a special guest with me. Courtney Mills is a certified personal stylist in Perth. She's a self-proclaimed shopping ninja, wardrobe auditor and all-round good chick. Courtney's aim in life is to show women how to dress to highlight their assets and stop dressing to cover their insecurities and she is an absolute delight. Welcome Courtney! Thanks, babe. I'm so excited slash nervous slash excited. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm here. So tell me, tell me all about you and what you do and how you just completely transform women's lives. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so my story, I suppose, how I stumbled across this was... Like my whole life, I've always been that person where friends and family needed an outfit or we're going on holiday and we're like, I don't know what to wear. I don't know how to dress. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was, I've always been able to see the beauty in people when they can't see it themselves. And I fucking love shopping. So that helps. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and um, so I've always just done it for friends and family. And then after my second daughter, so I've got a four and a two-year-old, um, I had a pretty traumatic birth injury and, you know, life, mental health shit happens. Mm. And then I was like, what do I want to do? What makes me happy? What lights me up? And I used to be in corporate in marketing and I was like, love that, but like, who am I? Then I saw... Um, that someone tagged their personal styles in Perth. And I was like, what the fuck? That's a job. I didn't even know. <laughs> you get paid to do that. And, um, and so I contacted her and then found out you can study it, which was like essential, I feel. So I went to Melbourne, studied it, learned all about human behaviour and all of mm-hmm. the like emotions behind dressing, um, how to dress people. And then I just started September last year and it's just gone off its tits. It's just done really well. Um, I think there's just a really big hole in the market. I think people think stylists are for like famous people. Mm, yeah. Or like celebs, right? Yeah. Or like people who can only afford like you who can afford designer stuff and not just totally like your everyday high yeah. street shop. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I do. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of people out there. Um, I get a lot of mums or people who have been through like big life changes, mm. like life careers, divorces, all of those like pivotal things, 40th birthdays, 50th birthdays are really popular. Um, and they just want someone to help them find who the fuck they are now. Mm. What is their style? How to dress? And to be honest, they want to outsource it because they don't want to spend hours at the shops mm. to find one top they kind of like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's my story. Um, and, yeah, like the course was amazing because I think without studying it, I would end up just styling a mini, like a million mini Courtney's everywhere. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and my style is not for everyone. Um, and like, that's not empowering and that Mm. isn't what I'm about. So, you know, I get some clients being like, I fucking love nineties punk rock metal and that's my jam. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. To be honest, that's what makes my job so fun is because people have such different styles, such different bodies. It's like, I've got all of these Barbie dolls. Yes. With different events to go to. <laughs> yes, amazing. <laughs> with with different bodies, and then I dress them. It's it's fucking heaven, to be honest. Yeah, it's so great. I just um because like, like I just go back to what you said before. Like, um, dressing is so much more than just putting clothes on your body. Yeah, a thousand percent. So like, I think initially I really struggled with that concept, right? Mm. Like I. I think women are under so much pressure to present perfectly and be this perfect, you know, worker, partner, mother, also look chic as fuck at kidney drop off or whatever. Mm. And I, and I don't want to play into that pressure. Um, But what dressing authentically yourself and comfortably every day, it's, a way of like self-care to be honest yeah because we've got no fucking time we're all overstretched but every day you have to put clothes on Mm -hmm. so if those clothes represent you and make you feel good it does give you a sense of like purpose and energy around your day if that makes any sense at all totally yeah totally There's, there's real power in it Absolutely. It's like, um, and you know, it's so empowering as well to open your wardrobe and know that every single item of clothing there in there fits you for a start. Oh, mate, mate, <laughs> and, don't get me started. Because yeah. <laughs> I do wardrobe audits, there's always, always a section in the wardrobe where it's the skinny clothes mm. and gosh, women have an emotional attachment to those clothes. Yeah. And they're really hard to get rid of um, because they're like, when I'm, or they were pre-kids, for instance, and Mm. when I get back in those jeans, I've made it, my life will be together, and Mm. it's bullshit. Yeah, totally. You know, like those jeans, even if you get back in them, it's probably not your style anyway. Yes. And then holding on to that shit is you open your wardrobe every single day and your wardrobe every single day will say to you, you're not good enough. You look shit. You still can't fit into me. And that's not great. No. And I mean, that was a huge, that was one of the big lessons for me when I um, left diet culture and decided to 
love yes. who I am instead of hate who I am. Yes. Um, and just getting rid of all of those clothes that didn't fit me properly and all of those clothes that I didn't feel good in right. um, and fill it with stuff that I love. Right. And it makes getting dressed fun as well. Like Totally. I'm so glad you did that. Like you, I love that you call yourself a rebel because it is a real rebellious act, as fucked up as that is, to get out of that rat race and just totally love the body you've been given yeah. and enjoy dressing it. Yeah. Um, a lot of women uh, wait until they're this size. It's either a number on the scales or a size um of clothes mm. and they're like I'm just gonna throw on anything that's baggy and comfortable make myself fade into the background mm. until I deserve to shop at this size yeah and it's just a way of saying to yourself every day you just you don't deserve to look good in the yeah. size you are yeah and, and it don't matter totally yeah um so I'm so I'm so happy that you're putting that message out there because I'm trying to do the same thing with my mm. clients. So just like, thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. Like it is so empowering to come across um, someone like you who's like, don't wait until you're a certain size to see me. Like see me now. Let's, now. you know, yeah. Which is so, like your messaging is beautiful. I love it. It really resonates with me. Oh, thanks, babe. That means <laughs> a lot. Because I love you a bit. So like if you like me, I must be doing something right. <laughs> always get people going um oh I'm gonna I just have like a few more kilos to lose and then I'm going to see you and do you know I mean there's so many fucking problems with that mm. but one of the most common problems with that right is people go I don't know you can call it restrictive you can call it a million different words to get in this goal size right and then they shop and spend the money invest with me at that size that they've deemed worthy, but that size is not uh, sustainable. Yes. So then they've got a whole wardrobe of these goal weight skinny clothes that they have to, say they've got an event coming up, they're like, oh, those jeans would look great. I better like get on some juices or whatever mm. so I can wear those jeans. And as much as it's none of my business how people want to see me, just inside I don't want to be a part of that I yeah. just I don't I don't want to work with someone to help them create this wardrobe that isn't workable or sustainable mm. you know yeah yeah I'll keep those um sort of problematic patterns of yeah yeah keep keeping them going when yeah totally and this is like I mean I style every size women and I think I keep having this fantasy of like putting all of my clients together yeah. and being like, you would be amazed at how much you'll have in common or mm. how much what they say to me is the same. I think yeah. women look at women, different size, different shapes and think that they don't have any problems or they do have the problems. And it's depressing how much they all say the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure you know, that they do. Yeah, it's every size, you know. Yeah, put yeah. these limitations on themselves. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's, you know, the message, it's so, like the messaging out there in like media is all like, you're never good enough. Like you're never no. at the right size. You're never, no. you know, and so you just got to fuck it off and just. Totally. Yeah. Feel amazing totally. in yourself. Fuck it off. Yeah. And then just like, I like, I always say to my clients, how about you don't lose the five kilos and like, enjoy your life, come shopping with me, learn how to dress your body and you'll look a hundred percent better without restricting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. There's other ways to look and feel amazing other than trying to be a certain size, I feel. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, quite often I was having this um, similar conversation with a, um, a guest in an earlier episode, like quite often, like <clears throat> they think that women think that getting to the certain number on the scale or the size, number of, you know, size of the clothes, that that's going yeah. to fix all their problems when actually like, it's so not about that. Like there's so much more going on. That's that, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like I try and say to my clients, when you see a woman in the street that you're attracted to, that looks awesome, right? It's often, and you think, oh, I'd love to wear that. How does she wear that? I could never wear that. It's not, if you broke it down, it's not what size she is. It's not necessarily that you like what she's wearing because it might not feel authentically you, but it's just those women have, dressed authentically themselves, styled it to make them look amazing. And that's why they're so attractive. Mm. That's yeah. the secret. I love that. Totally. Yeah. And you they've know? got that confidence about them because they know they look amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And like to feel that way every day is empowering. Yeah. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So tell me, Courtney, if um, I came to see you as a client, step me yeah. through the process, what would happen? Oh, fun. Good question. Because um, I think people are like, what the fuck do you do? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? So, let's say you're a shopping client. Can we say that? Yep. All right, cool. So, we would have a little chat like we are now on Zoom. And I go through this questionnaire and ask you like a million deep questions. Like we go pretty deep into your psyche around like, why do you think you dress a certain way? Why do you think you wear certain colors? What are actually stuff that you love to wear? Where's that disconnect between what you are really love and attracted to and what you're currently wearing? Then um, I go through your lifestyle. So like, what are you doing for a living? What's your social life like? What do you do? Because there's no point in buying you a fucking amazing cocktail dress if you're never going to wear it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then at the end of that, I get my clients to send me some uh, like style expo photos. Um, and the important thing of that is to like go on Pinterest or whatever and send me photos of stuff that you just fucking love. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women don't send me photos of stuff they love because they go, I love that dress. Oh, but I'd look shit in it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, yep. 
I'm trying to style your soul. So send me whatever lights you the fuck up. And that's what I'm getting the essence of. Yep. Um, and then I get them to send me body photos, which I always like make sure people are like comfortable doing that. So it's in any sort of fitted clothing. Um, and I do this because if I was to ask a client, what do they think their body's assets were? What do they think is amazing about their body? What do they love? A lot of women really fucking struggle yeah. <laughs> to answer Yeah, that. I bet they do. They can give me a really long list of what they don't like, mm. but not of what they do. So I look at those photos and all I look for is like balances or curves or lines that I think are like amazing. And then I use that knowledge to dress them a certain way. Um, so with that knowledge, I go do a pre-shop for them, which is the bit people hate what they love me for. So I'll go to the shops. I've got the shopping list of stuff you need. And then I will think about your ideal style. I'll think about your body and what I, how I want to dress it and what I want to highlight. And then I'll pull a million clothes, put them aside in the change rooms. And then the next day we go shopping together Mm-hmm. And I just escort you straight to change rooms. So you don't have to look at racks or anything like that. Talk to sales assistants, any of that. Um, and we shop together for three hours and get your whole wardrobe. Wow. That sounds so fun. It's so fucking fun. Like I, like, I literally don't know how I have this job. <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs> I was saying, um, uh, Tilly and I in the car were talking about jobs or something and I said I'm really excited today because I'm going to interview um Courtney for the podcast and I said you know what she does she goes shopping for a living that's what she does until he's like that's amazing (laughs) it is amazing Tilly it is amazing (laughs) she thought it was great yeah (laughs) if I knew this was a job when I was Tilly's age because what she for uh, yeah, nearly four nearly four and a half. She's what, sorry? Sorry, sorry. Nearly, nearly four and a half. Oh, cute. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. She can be my little assistant when she grows up. She'd love it. Like, seriously, yeah. I cannot go shopping without her for her. Like, if she doesn't choose it, she won't wear it. I, I was the same as a kid and I let my kids do the same. Yeah. So um, I think people presume that I would be really particular in what my girls wear, but I just let them wear whatever they want because yes. that's important. Totally. And it's sort of like, I sort of get a lot of like strength from that because I watch them get dressed in like a tutu, gumboots, during yeah. summer like, stockings and stuff and then they just love themselves sick yeah they totally. love it the world has not told them it's wrong they have not been told there's something wrong with their body they've not been told that that's a little bit weird to wear to school and I just think for as long as I can encourage that I'm fucking going to yeah I'm I feel absolutely the same way like, yeah. yeah, Tilly chooses her own outfit every day. She's super into matching at the moment. Oh! So, yep, she loves to, like, this morning she put on, like, a cheetah print yes. dress 
And then like she had to have like matching leggings. So they were like yeah. cheetah print, but like a pink. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, she's, she's all over that. She, yeah. It's very fucking on trend. Congratulations, <laughs> Tilly. She's making coordinates. She's making chords like rock. Very cool. Yeah. And she's, um, <laughs> she's really good at pattern clashing too. Like, oh, it's amazing. Heaven. Yeah. Heaven. Um, on that topic, my, I got Mackenzie, who's four, a full sequined bomber, like a pink oh, sequined bomber jacket from Big W. Wicked. And um, like, it's a bit of a statement. Like when she goes in the sun, she's full disco ball, right? Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to wear this to school. And I was like, no, yeah, totally do it. And I sent her to school. And then I was thinking, oh, I hope, she, I hope it's all right. Because I don't think she realizes she's making like a pretty bold statement today at kindy. But it went fine. And then, you know, I don't know if you do this, but I start making stories up in my head. I was like, what if the teacher tells me this is too much for kindy? Mm. And then I and I had my like pre-argument ready. Obviously, nothing happened. <laughs> I was like, if she says anything, I'm just gonna launch into like <laughs> how I think it's really important for her to dress authentically herself. And but it never happened. But I'm ready for the argument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the only thing that I do is that um, I strongly encourage her to dress weather appropriately because I'm like that's hard and it's it is and I'm like you know it's fine like I really think you need to put it like if you just put a jumper on and while you're outside and then when you're inside the classroom if you can take it off it's fine because it's warm in there (laughs) Um, and that's the only thing is that I'll I'll strongly encourage her to right to wear a coat or 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 a jacket but um if she feels like that doesn't go with her cheetah print look, it's a struggle. It's just, yeah, yeah, it, it can be. <laughs> but we kind of, um, we, all of last week, I didn't push the issue. And then as soon as we got to school, because she goes to school up in the hills, so it's always like three degrees colder than it is yes. down where we live. And so every single morning we got there and she was cold. <laughs> and so I said, well, maybe what we need to do then is you don't need to wear a jacket at home. You don't need to wear one in the car. But when we get to school, yeah, you need to put one on. And this morning, it was fine. She did it. Right. She was great. So she got in the classroom, she took it off. But there was no... <laughs> it's like a reveal piece for her. Yeah. She'll put it on and then take it off as soon as she gets in the class for a costume reveal every day. Like, you yeah. welcome classmates. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just like all her classmates are there in like jackets and uh, like coats and like vests until he's just like running around in a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're well, obviously doing a really good job at being like a role model with that stuff because I, I've seen my fully grown clients so women in their 30s and 40s a lot of their hang-ups and what they the sort of stories they've told themselves or the the stories behind why they dress a certain way often comes back to what their mums have said to them their whole lives I look I used to work um in fashion retail 
So I used to get it all the time in plus size fashion retail as well. Where so, were you? Um, at City Chic. Oh my God. Yeah. So I used to see it all the time. Like right. daughters would come into their mom with their mums and like, they'd be like, you know, the snide little comments <laughs> that were made to them and, you know. Mate, I hear it all the time because I'm in change rooms all the time with my clients. Mm. And then, you know, there'll be a mum and a daughter in the next one. And I swear to God, I keep saying to myself, don't say anything because, you know, this is my workplace and I'm, I'm focused on my client. But if they catch me, I swear to God, if I have a day with no sleep, I'm going to lose it. I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to seriously have a go at a mother. <laughs> Which is not good because I'm meant to be professional, but I just hear so much bullshit. Like, mm. I'll, I can give you examples. Like, one time there was this um, mum and teenager, and she had like a, it must be like a school ball or something, right? And the sales assistant was bringing like options mm-hmm. to them. And the mum was like, no, no, no. Um, Kate can't wear that. No, that's that's too over the top for Kate. Kate's very plain. Her sister would love that. Oh, your sister would have looked great in that. No, that's that's not. She's very plain. And I'm like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Because I see like what those messaging does to when Kate becomes 40, 30, she's going to send me all of these inspo photos that are like, pink or have some sequin in them and I'm gonna go Kate your wardrobe is full of oversized black exercise gear and then she's gonna go oh I just feel like that's too out there for me yeah you can stem it all back and Mm. it's I yeah or like I overhear mum saying oh no I can see your stomach in that yeah or your arms you gotta cover your arms yes yeah or is there something that we can get to cover her arms? I swear to mm. God. And then, you know. We call like, it the sad who bolero. Are, who are the mums? Get fucking bolero. I swear to God. <laughs> the sad bolero. That's all. The, sad fu- the city chic fucking bolero. I, I, I will honestly burn it. <laughs> I'll burn it. Yeah, I know. And they want you to wear it in 40 degrees. They're like, all the time. Nice, here's a nice cami. Oh, and then. So you're like, yeah, that looks good. Looks amazing on her, on like her beautiful, juicy boobs. Like love the cami. And then they're like, here's a bolero to cover up. It's like, it's 40 fucking degrees in here. <laughs> oh, I know. Why are we wearing a bolero? And they have them in every color. <laughs> and they don't hang on hangers. Those boleros will fall off and be on the floor of your fucking wardrobe. Yeah. Right? Right. Totally. Oh, here's a question. Because mm-hmm. you worked at that store. Did yeah. they um did they say I hear a lot of uh sales assistants imposing body shapes on people and I hate it. Um yeah, I mean yes, um particularly like with the jeans, because they've got um the different cut jeans for different um body shapes yeah and so yeah like oh you're an you're an apple so you need this cut jean like it's wider in the waist and it's like you know narrower through the hips and yeah i can't 
Yeah. When labeling people as fruit is one of my <laughs> puffer fish moments. I can't. When, when people come to me and they're like, I'm a pear. I'm like, no, you're not. You're a beautiful human. Yes. You're a beautiful unicorn rainbow human. You're not a fucking pear. That's really limiting. And then when people have been told they're a pear. Yes. It's really hard for me to be like, like, I get your body shape. I get your proportions. But you've just said no to like so many amazing options that you would look great in because you've been conditioned and told you're a pear. Yes. Yes. Or the exact same thing happens when people have done their colours. <laughs> oh, yes. Have you ever had your colours done? No, my mum had it done like yes. years ago. Yeah. Yes. So our mum's generation all got their fucking colours done. And then they're like, oh, I'll bring my daughter along and get the colours done. And I'm like, as soon as someone goes, oh, I'm an autumn, I'm like, oh, no, we're going to have to do some relearning. <laughs> Because, like, if you've got a certain style, right, and then you've got your body, and then someone also says you're an autumn, and then you go into the stores you like, it narrows your window of what you can actually wear significantly. Totally. Yes. <laughs> but what if you're, what if you're been told you're a season and you're like, they literally will say to you, you're never to wear yellow. Stuff like that. And what if you love yellow? Live your whole life not wearing yellow? How sad. Fucking weird. Yeah. All that stuff's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. No. <clears throat> I've never uh never had my colours done. Good. Never called myself a fruit. Good. <laughs> Good babe. Yeah. Be a very easy client then. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, it's um I had something else I was going to ask you and that's gone. It'll come. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Hmm. So how how did um your own dressing and wardrobe change? when you went through your styling course and like, did it change? Oh, so it, what, what a great question. <laughs> um, hmm. I think when I was going over to Melbourne, I, in my head was like, cool. I'm going to be in a room with all these other wannabe stylists. Right. And I was like, <laughs> what do I wear to be cool and Mm. fit in and I had a real like weird moment and then I was looking online and I'm like that looks cool but then I didn't feel like me and then from there I just sort of made this super conscious decision to just dress how the fuck I want to dress because how am I meant to tell my clients to do the same if I don't? So I suppose um, I like playing around with fashion and I've always loved shopping, but I have sort of trained myself out of uh, feeling like I have to be super, super fashion forward and be on top of all the trends because I'm a stylist. 
Yeah. Um, and that's what people might expect of me. Um, because that's not necessarily authentically me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I love a fucking sequin. I love pink. Um, and you know, if they're not on trend, um, that season or whatever, I'm still going to want to wear it. So mm-hmm. I've just sort of made a super conscious decision to stay in my lane and stay true to myself. Yeah. I think I've got a lot braver with my clothes choices because I'm super inspired by my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I see the difference in people not dressing authentically themselves. And then once we find them clothes and the difference in how they stand, they walk, they just present so differently. And then I know this sounds weird. I'm obsessed with my clients and I am one of these people who are like, we best friends now. This is amazing. (laughs) But I also like get a little bit jealous at the end. (laughs) I'm like, like, that was really fun. You look like amazing. You look like you've had a really fun morning. And then, so that sort of inspires me. So if I get dressed and I'm like, I don't feel a hundred, like I don't feel like I'm really feeling cute that day. I'm just, yeah, because I mean, I have clients every week. So I'm just constantly inspired by all the women I style and their evolution and their bravery to present as themselves makes me want to do the same. Does that make sense? Total sense. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And it's interesting um, what you were saying, like you wanted to fit in. Like I think that that is such a big, and it's one of the things that I go through with my clients as well, is that they're doing these things because they want to fit in. When actually if they just embraced who they actually are, (laughs) they'd just be like so, feel just so different and so amazing. Totally. And one of the surprising things that I find like when I go to networking things or if I'm at like speaking gigs or whatever, in my head, I used to think, oh, I'm going to go and then I'm going to say what I do. And then people are going to look at me and judge what I'm wearing. Mm. Um, But in actual fact, what happens is I will be turning to someone. I love them sick. I think they're amazing. We're on our way to being best friends. And then they'll say, what do you do? And then I'll say, and then they'll apologize for what they're wearing or give me an excuse for what they're wearing. And it's, oh, I just, it kills me because I'm like, no, like. (laughs) That is so interesting. What an interesting reaction. All the time. I'm telling you, every time I say that I'm a stylist, whether that's like meeting new friends, like through my um, daughter's school or being at any sort of event, people go, oh, I came straight from work, Um, excuse my outfit, or, oh, I bet you think I need your help, or, and it kills me, because, like, if you know anything about me, I'm just obsessed with people and humans (laughs) and vibes, and I'm not, I'm never going to judge someone for how they present. Um, Yeah. So that's been eye-opening yeah it's and very also, telling isn't it? sorry to cut you off no, like that, right. it's very telling that the person's immediate reaction is that they're going to be judged yeah sucks it sucks because it's Mega like sucks. the complete opposite to 
who I am and what I'm about. Um, and also like really snapped me out of, you know, any sort of moment that I have thinking, oh, people are going to look at me because mm. I'm a stylist of what I'm wearing. I, I, then to have it mirrored back at me as someone going, oh, please don't judge what I'm wearing. It just highlights how ridiculous that is. Yeah. And how ridiculous my thought was because it doesn't, this is going to sound stupid because I'm a stylist, but it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Like, it doesn't matter. It, it matters that you are wearing something that you feel authentic and comfortable mm. in mm-hmm. and you feel good. It doesn't, nothing matters other than that. If people think your outfit shit, if they think it's cool, it, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to impress everybody. Nope. You're never going to fit in, in in any circle. So the only way to present in a really beautiful, authentic, attractive way is to just show off as yourself. Totally. You know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why I love you so much because when I've met you, I'm like, oh, just, <laughs> people, that, people that are just like radiating and just wearing the thing. When someone, when I meet someone and I see them from across the room and I can see them chatting and then they're wearing something that I can feel matches their soul. I'm so attracted to that. And I think everybody is. I think it's a safe Mm. thing for people. People don't judge what you're wearing, but they feel very safe if you're presenting as yourself, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally understand. Yeah. So if you're wearing something like really fun and then I meet you and we start chatting and you're really fun and outgoing, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. And, you know, like... I feel safe talking to you. I feel like I kind of have a grasp of who you are. Yes. And people are very attracted to that. Absolutely. Because there's no, um, you know, there's no veil or there's no like mask on. It's like what you see is what you're going to get. Like. Yeah. Yeah. People love that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, There was something else I was going to say. Oh my goodness. Sorry. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not you. It's just. (laughs) my brain and the Monday yeah. and um yeah um oh I think as well we're so worried about um the way that we dress the way that we present and it's being taken seriously it's like I can't dress like a child in like tutus and sequins because I won't be taken seriously as a proper real adult and businesswoman but actually, like, what I what I wear has got nothing to do with my ability to do my job. Totally. Do you know who that reminds me of? I saw a talk with Ida Buttrose, like, mm-hmm. years ago. And she was one of the first females in, like, the media industry, right? So she had, like, she was up against it. Yeah. And she said there was other females, like, um, beneath her and they would wear masculine things Mm. like they would try to mimic the boys to be taken seriously and she said she'd always made a conscious decision to not do that 
and to always wear her signature matching lipstick to matching nail. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but I really noticed that in people. So she's amazing. <laughs> always have like a coral lipstick in the exact fucking shade coral nails. I don't know how she does it. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but she did that her whole career. And, you know, that especially back then, that may have added to people not taking it seriously. But they wouldn't have anyway. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And she, it, the, just dressing authentically herself would have given her more power to take on that sort of stuff. Mm, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think if anyone was to not take you seriously for dressing in tutus or whatever you feel and not taking you as a serious businesswoman, it, says a lot about them so it would take two scrapes of the onion to reveal that they are not dressing authentically themselves and they are dressing a certain way to conform and they are feeling certain ways that you are brave enough to not absolutely absolutely totally it's like they see in me something that they want yeah, they they can't. They're too afraid, or something's holding them back, or whatever it is, is stopping them from dressing yeah. that way too. And I like to think that by me just showing up <laughs> as I am, yeah. Yeah. I'm giving people, other people, permission to do the same. Absolutely, that's what I think too. I think who am I to try and tell women to show up as themselves if I don't do it myself? Yeah. Um, Jesse must be not support, support is the wrong word, but he must be, he must love that you dress as yourself. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. A really common thing that I hear a lot is, um, women saying their husbands will hate a certain outfit that we've pulled. Mm. Really common. So, We'll get their ideal style. We'll get their body type. We'll pull. I'll pull the outfit. We'll get them dressed. They'll look gag worthy, unreal, like gasping. Everyone's gagging in the store. Knockout. Mm. And then they'll go, "Oh my god, I'm so excited!" And then the comment will be, "Oh, my husband hates these sort of pants," or "Oh, my husband's gonna laugh at me." And it's just so fucked up. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> It's so fucked up because I've never said this to a client, but, you know, you can spend your life, you know, minimising who you are and fading into the background to make your partner apparently happy with how you look. But I guarantee you that same partner will have a woman walk past in the same pants that he apparently hates and she'll be loving herself sick, confident as fuck, and they'll, like, do a head turn at that woman. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it, – and that's one of the hardest hurdles to overcome, if I'm honest with you, yeah. is when women have heard over time, you know, they get dressed and then they're nervous to present with the person that they live with. Mm. Um, but, again, that says – something more about their husband than it does about them but yeah definitely um, and look I'm sure they have um the like deep down there's all those feelings of like being rejected like if they start yeah um 
you know, dressing authentically and presenting more as themselves. And then there's that real fear that um, they will be found out like that, you know, they won't be loved anymore. Yeah. What a great point. Totally. But then they're not loving themselves. No, no, not at all. At the risk of being rejected, they're telling, they're just wearing old stuff that is oversized and makes them fade to the background to please other people when they're telling themselves every day they don't matter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really sad. I'm just sad, you know, man. I really wish everyone could just love themselves. Same. <laughs> Same. How do we make that happen? Yeah. Well how do we make that happen? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I do my best in the three hours I've got. Yeah. I do my fucking best. But like, (laughs) you know, clothes can only get you so far. They're a good starting point. Absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm a bit, you know, when I'm, when I'm going through with my clients and, you know, they're wanting to, uh, you know, begin to have more confidence and, you know, love who they are. And I'm like, if, putting a full face of makeup on every day makes you feel your best self, then do it. Like if, you know, if wearing that dress makes you feel amazing, then wear it a lot. Like wear it every day, like, you know, and just keep doing it until you get used to feeling that way. Yes. And it becomes normal for you. Like clothes are a huge part of that. Huge. I say to people, if there's like something in their wardrobe that they love and they have that like, am I brave enough to wear this out in public? I'm like, wear it around the house. Yeah. Get used to it. Then go out to IGA. Then like take baby steps in like dressing authentically yourself, you know? And the weird thing is we're talking like they're wearing some full on feather Lady Gaga garment, but they're not. (laughs) I was just going to say, I used to be like that with dresses. Like I used to think that dresses were too dressy and that I couldn't just wear them every day because they were a dress. And now you'd be hard pressed to find me not wearing a dress, you know? (laughs) So common. Yeah. So common. People are like, I can't wear that. It's too dressy. And you're like, what are you saving it for, babe? Exactly. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. I hate this, you know, I can't wear, that's my good, that's my good. Like, no, fucking wear it every day if it's your oh good, because otherwise you're just going to die and never wear it. But let me tell you the most common thing that happens. This is, this is a very common journey for a mum. Ready? Mm-hmm. So pre-kids, they go to work and then they've got their Monday to Friday work clothes mm-hmm. and then they've got their weekend socialising clothes and then when they're at home, which isn't very much, they are just in like old, super comfy, throw on whatever. <laughs> then they have kids and they're at home a lot more. But they keep that mindset. Yeah. So all their clothes don't get worn and they just live in the at-home clothes. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is every single day you're throwing on just shit. And it's a real mental shift because women often make an effort when they're presenting to people. So I'm going to see people today. So I'm going to make an effort for 
people to look at me, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas what we should be doing is getting dressed. Um, I style a lot of stay-at-home mums or mums that work for themselves and literally people won't see them that day. And I'm like, great. What can we put you in that you're going to feel really gorgeous in, super comfy, can run around because you need to start dressing to impress yourself. Like totally. I'll style people... Yes. I'll sell people's PJs often. So I'll say to a client, what are your PJs like? And they'll go, they'll look at me like, I'm not paying you for fucking PJs. And I'll go, no, 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 stick with me. (laughs) What are they like? And often it's like they've got a four-year-old kid and they're still wearing a maternity, you know, top Mm. with holes in its bed. Mm -hmm. And then I always throw this scenario at them. I'm like, okay, so let's say you're getting... Tilly out of the bath, right? And you know how you wash them and they've got their clean little hair and you comb it and it's so cute and then you dry their little bodies. Are you going to put Tilly in like something old with holes in it? No. No, of course not. Uh, but, but why would you never do that to Tilly? Oh, yeah. Because um, she's... <laughs> One, she doesn't have anything old with holes in it. <laughs> because she she um but for her pajamas are just as important as her clothes right exactly and like as a mum you have this like maternal care yeah you're gonna put them in clean wash things because you've just cleaned them and it's a part of like looking after them and putting them to bed yeah so why do we do all of that and then throw on whatever with holes in it it's subconsciously point. saying everybody else um, deserves care and self-care. I don't. It's so, yeah, totally. I absolutely love that analogy. It is so true. There's real power. I know this sounds fucking stupid, but there's real power in buying some like really beautiful tactile, mm. like PJs that feel like butter and that you love the print. And putting yourself in that every night. Right. There's real power in it. I need to go page shopping. Yeah, you have to admit, everybody, this is um, approval to go PJ shopping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But even my single clients who are like, no one's going to see me. I live by myself. I'm like, good, you'll see you. You'll see you're making a cup of tea and, you know, in the window. And you'll be like, I look cute. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love it. I real yeah. actually, it's funny as you were talking. I realized um, at the beginning of like the cooler weather this year, I realized that my pajama pants <clears throat> I'd bought to take to the hospital when I gave birth to Tilly, <laughs> and I was like, mm, I think I can probably get a new pair this year. <laughs> right, I could probably get like two pairs. <laughs> And I was you like, they were so threadbare. <laughs> like, they were too big. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Such a good point. I absolutely love that. That's so great. Yes. I've got to tell you, it's fucking... great pajamas. Buy great pajamas. Because it's like a way of nurturing yourself. And you, unless you're like one of these beautiful goddesses that sleep naked, which I'm always so, like, shocked when people say that. 
They're like, oh, no, I don't wear PJs. I'm like, you sexual beast. <laughs> to me, that's like so hot and sexy. It like, is I'm very... not that person. No, I'm not that person either. I'd love to be. Yeah. I mean, I've got a dog and a kid in my bed. It just doesn't. <laughs> I just like to be locked away. I just feel like I couldn't even do topless. I just think like I've breastfed two kids mm. and I would just rather them be stay in one place. Yeah. They just slide around too much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel ya. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I feel like because um because Tilly slept in our bed, and so we used to just like I'd like just roll over and flop out a boob at night. Yes. And she, I just feel like I've spent so much time with just them out at night. <laughs> but it's nice to just be like whole and complete and have a like full top on. What a beautiful fucking point, actually. Maybe that is a maybe that is a part of it. Maybe I'm like, no, my boobies are locked away. Yeah, they, that's they like they're mine my- now. Yeah, they're mine. I'm not flopping them out for anyone anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to be accessible to anyone anymore. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly should be on commission for Peter Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm constantly getting people PJs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So silly, but I think it's important. Yeah, that's a beautiful point. I love that. Thanks, Bib. <sighs> well, thank you so much for having this chat with me today. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I love you so much. I love you. And thank you. Thank you for doing everything you do and fighting the thank good you. fight and spreading the good word. I try. You do, you do a beautiful job. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, that wraps up this episode. Don't forget to follow Courtney and me on the socials. They are linked in the show notes. Also, the Self Love Revolution membership is coming and the waitlist is now open. You can get yourself on it via the link in the show notes. Remember, loving yourself is a rebellious act. So be a rebel. Mm-hmm.